Fur coats with spots, cues, and RSPs. You are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. Today we're kicking it off doggy style to celebrate Disney's 101 Dalmatians. We'll also cover a handful of miscellany, including She Hulk and Disney guest behavior. Then we get hyped one last time before D23 Expo. Oh, wow. So I had big plans to bark during that intro, and I forgot. (laughs) I mean, if you had clued me in, I would have helped you out in some, uh, what do you call it, backup singers or whatever? Oh, yeah. Backup barker? Barker bird? Barker bird. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Um, Okay, so, you know, sometimes we have an episode number that is just a fun number that you can't ignore, and today we're recording... Episode 101, so naturally, we got to talk about 101 Dalmatians a little bit. So, fun facts <laughs> for the 101 Dalmatians. Um, first of all, I just want to ask you off the cuff, when is the last time that you watched the like classic Disney one? I'm going to say it was when Cruella came out, like the month okay. before. Yeah, me and Jerry watched it. I think mine's going back to like the early 2000s, late 90s, even maybe. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Like I, one of I those diamond anniversary vaults. You know, they kept re releasing <laughs> right? it yeah, every yeah. five years. It is due time. So maybe I will download that for my plane flight coming up tomorrow. So oh, there you go. We'll or today, now that this show is going to be airing Wednesday, it'll be on we'll be on a plane right now. It's not crazy. Okay, anyways, 101 Dalmatians fun facts. Let's go. So. The very first instance of 101 Dalmatians was actually a book by the author Dodie Smith. This came out in 1956, which was the original story. Wow. Did you read this one? I want to know. <laughs> I, I did not read it. I, in my Mandela Effect mind, I did, but I don't really think I did because we had the book growing up. I, I can see it on my shelf. I can imagine it on our shelf. Uh, but it was actually my sister Michelle's book. Like It was her book. It was Orange. And it had dogs on the front, and it, you know, by Dodie Smith. Uh, but no, I don't think I read it. So I didn't even know until we were doing these fun facts that this wasn't an original Disney story. But a lot of Disney stories aren't original. But I just didn't know that. There so, you go, right? See, Walt, uh, he had an eye, just like Bob Iger. Like you know, you find talent and good stories, and you adapt it. And and that's okay. Yeah, like those fairy tales that we got too. Um, right. So there's also a lot that I know from hearing from other Disney fans that differ a little bit from the book. Nothing that drastically changes it, but there's just like small details that people who are fans might find interesting. So I highly recommend, there's a YouTube video uh, by a creator. His name is John Solo, like Han Solo, but J-O-N. And it's called The Messed Up Origins Of, and then he does other topics and he has one that's the messed up origins of 101 dalmatians uh so definitely check that out it's not as dark as it sounds it's actually really funny (laughs) 
That's awesome. Um, so speaking of that original animated film, 1961 is when it came out, and it was the 17th Disney animated feature film. Wow. Sounds like a lot by that time, but maybe not. It does. And yeah. numbers again, number 17. That's your pager code. That's my pager code. Uh, so <laughs> I dug up a treat from the vault for us. So I found in 1961 the radio spot for this movie when it was in theaters. How cute. Here we go. The Dognappers strike again, and the most baffling mystery of the century becomes the funniest motion picture of the year, Walt Disney's 101 Dalmatians. Share 101 new thrills, chills, and laughs. See Walt Disney's new all-cartoon Technicolor motion picture. Wow. 101 Dalmatians. It's fantastic. Burf, 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 burf. Ooh, fantastic even. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> How cute those old, like, fanfares like that. Ooh, I love it. 100%. It's absolutely adorable. Uh, yeah, so Walt Disney... It turns out, the, the legend goes, he read the book in 1957, so just after it came out, it was probably popular, and it it was told to people that it grabbed his attention. And he then found his way to get the rights, and then Smith, Dodie Smith, the author, had said later on in life that she secretly hoped when Disney got his hands on it that he would make it into a film. Like, she wanted that to happen. Yes. So she's That's a fan. so cute. And then another cool uh, thing that she said was um, when they're doing a look back at some point, she said when she first saw drawings of the characters, when the animators sent over uh, sketches and concept art, she said, not only did you improve the character designs in the illustrations in my book, she's like, you even improved upon my story. I love it. She's like happy, excited. Aw, that's very opposite then. Um, <laughs> P.L. Travers. Right? <laughs> right. You can- oh, who else? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yep. (laughs) Wow, they're very protective. I like this. I like this. She wanted them to to do that. That is very cute. It's almost like, you know how when you, um, like, set up a resume specifically for one job that you really want and you end up liking it? It's like you're setting up specifically for them. It's almost like what she did. That's pretty cool. All right, another fun fact. Paul Fries, who we all love, um, was Dirty Dawson, who was the villain in... Thunderbolt, the TV show. So in the movie, while you're watching it, there is a TV show that the puppies like to watch. And he was a villain in that TV show, not the actual movie. I mean, it is the movie, but... That's so funny. It's almost like that. uh, Like the Buzz Lightyear cartoon in the movie Toy Story. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, And the best part about it, Paul Fries is like a very well-known voice actor. He's an amazing voice and he spoke zero dialogue in this film, only laughter. Do you think you would... I, I didn't go back and look for this or anything, but did you... Do you think you could recognize his laugh? I mean, he's the ghost host, so... Like, if he does that? it like that, yeah. It has to be yeah. that character. Huh? If he, I, I want to go... I have to go look at it now. I should have done that before we even hopped on here, but... Um, yeah, now I have to check it out because that's pretty Hot funny. Hot dog, Dirty Dawson. It seems interesting that they would hire such a... I mean, maybe at the time he wasn't as popular as he was by 50, like later on. Oh, you're right. This is... Fi- yeah, it's pretty early, right? So 61. I don't know when his career really, really started. Was it before but, Haunted Mansion? Because that yeah, opened... Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. 
Very So maybe it was still like affordable to hire just for laughing. <laughs> Otherwise, you think you'd be able to find somebody with a really good laugh, right? He was like on Fiverr. They're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fiverr. Oh my we'll get God, you, Paul Freeze. Um, so other voices that are really interesting is so Corella DeVille, who is one of my favorite characters, specifically this animated version because she's just nuts. Uh, Corella DeVille <laughs> was voiced by an actress named Betty Lou Gerson. Uh, unfortunately, she passed in 1999, but before her passing in 1996, she was honored as a Disney legend. Yeah, very, very cool. cool. Um, I ended up going down the rabbit hole because I know you and I were trying to figure out, like, what the heck is a legend? They just throw random people in here now. So I went and looked at what it actually means, and it turns out they were doing this, you know, before the expo. They already had legends. And they define it as their Hall of Fame Awards. It's a program that recognizes individuals who have made an extraordinary and integral contribution to the Walt Disney Company. So I guess it doesn't matter what age you are. I just think they should all be old for some reason. Only old. <laughs> like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Like a Lifetime. More so what you're looking for. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Also, but Nicki Minaj just won one of those. And I was like, she's not old enough for that. Disney Legend? No, not Disney Legend. <laughs> Speaking of Megan Thee Stallion, we're going to talk about that later. I would she definitely had... go to that Legend ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and there better be a performance along with it. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, so Corella is also known for the song, a very good song, all year round. You could listen to that. Uh, but Mel Levin, I think is his name, um, was the artist who wrote the music and lyrics, including Corella DeVille, the jazzy song that we know. And uh, that person produced songs for other people that sound like that of that time, like Peggy Lee, Nat King Cole, Dean Martin, the Andrews Sisters. And so they departed a little bit from their usual, like, group of Disney animated musical people. Uh, And it seems like it paid off because it was, like, its own distinct film. And and the character himself, the guy, was a piano player. So it was kind of cool in that way, too. That's very cute. Well, speaking of music, the Sherman Brothers wrote a title song for 101 Dalmatians and likely named it 101, I believe, right? Wasn't it called 101? Or anyways, it was either 101 Dalmatians or 101, but it actually didn't end up getting used in the film at all, which is kind of crazy. So Sherman Brothers, like, come on, they did all the yeah. Mary Poppins music by this time, right? So you would think it would be used, but there was actually an instrumental of playful melody that was used over the title opening instead. Um, but the song does appear in a few other places. So in Ooh. 1961, there's an album called Dog Songs. Who'd have thought? Not me. But um, they also had a 101 Dalmatians album that came out at some point. Oh. And Walt Disney's story of 101 Dalmatians with songs from the film. So like a soundtrack, basically. Um, and then last but not least, the song also appears on Bonafide Hits. Bone, I B-O-N-E. That is a good pun. Hits. It was at like a more modern collection or something. It's on a CD, so okay, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> that makes sense. Somewhat modern compared to whatever modern is nowadays, but um, yeah, pretty funny. I guess they have a whole bunch of dog albums, which I did not know. Was I a bet thing. that Disney Music Emporium place will have like one of those records, the old ones. Maybe sometimes they reproduce those. Definitely like, check it that'd out. That'd be nice. Um, so 1996, the live action version of 101 Dalmatians came out. With Glenn Close playing Corella DeVille and Jeff Daniels as Rogers. 
or Roger, <laughs> Raja. <laughs> Raja. Um, did you see this when it was in theaters? Uh, I did. This was like 96, right? So it was, I was uh-huh. 14, 15. I did. I don't remember who with. It's that time where you're like hanging out with family and friends now separately. Right. Especially so us. Yeah. I'm surprised if we all didn't go see it together, but maybe we hadn't realized that we all are obsessed with Disney yet because that was only like a year and change into our friendship. Yeah. It's not weird. Yeah. How cute. Wow. And I remember at that age also, and probably other people our age remember Fatal Attraction. I only knew Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. And that, <laughs> like my my mom and I specifically, we watched all these movies together. Even when I was a kid, these erotic thrillers and horror movies. So I don't. Oh don't my ad- God, I love it. Stop. <laughs> it's just, we didn't have any like filter that way. Um, especially <laughs> horror movies. My uncle showed my sister The Exorcist when she was like a child and forever. Uh, scarred and now so annoying. <laughs> uh, but anyways, my point is, I was thinking she was perfect for it because I only knew her as Scary Alex from Fatal Attraction who kills bunnies and boils them in your kitchen. And oh my so gosh. I just thought it was perfect casting even as like a 14-year-old gay. I was like, this is great. That is very funny. Um, by the way, trip fun fact, Glenn Close was not the first choice. I didn't find this oh. out until we were doing some research. So she's not the first choice. There was another actress at that time that was really big in all kinds of movies, including genre movies like The Ghostbusters. Mm. Sigourney Weaver was actually offered the role of Cruella first and then Glenn Close after she turned it down. Wow, that's always so interesting to hear. Yeah, it's so different. Uh, I don't know if this is good or bad, but... Uh, an Odd fact is that the breeding and sales of actual Dalmatian breed dogs increased when this movie came out in 1996, and then it happened again, more breeding, more sales, in 2000 when this live-action sequel, 102 Dalmatians, came out. So there you go. People oh wanted gosh. them in their house. I, hold, I, I heard they're like hard to take care of. I 102 Dalmatians. Whoops. <laughs> I vaguely do. Because if that was 2000, yeah, four years in... Yeah, I don't know. My gosh. I remember when 101 Dalmatians came out, and I was like, have I ever seen a Dalmatian in real life? Because they are pretty oh. rare, right? Like, you never see Dalmatians around unless it's, like, And they're one big. Off. They're big, yeah. yeah. The only time I think I've seen one probably in the last, like, five years was in a hospital. Like, oh. they had the... <laughs> they had, like, service dogs in the hospital. Like, not... Like emotional support dogs that they uh, visit people in the hospital with. I'm like, girl, you seen really things in the hospital. Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting his annual checkup. No big deal. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> Dalmatian. But I also heard well, they're really hard to take care of. Oh, really? Like finicky, very finicky animals. Oh, I'm pass. Hard pass on that. Yeah, just nope. <laughs> nope. All right. So this 1996 along or 1996 live action along with the original uh, Disney cartoon version of 101 Dalmatians are both available on Disney Plus right now, so you can do a little marathon. And along with that, there's also the 2021 Cruella live action, which is also available on Disney Plus. And I remember I saw this movie for the first time on my flight to Disney World at some point. Oh, wow. Maybe my first trip back, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is cool because this is now catching up with present day because this is recent enough that we did a segment on it 
on some episode back in the day of last year when it came out. That's so funny. We did do one. And then I remember going with you to Disneyland shortly after, and they had the car out as a prop. That's right. It was pretty cool. Right in the middle of the the tram thing because they weren't working. (laughs) Yep. It was the dead parking lot. Um, But yeah, that was pretty cool. I really really like that movie. So some fun facts that we also mentioned in that episode. I should have found out what number it is, but... Uh, in 2007, Walt Disney Company banned smoking across all their movies and cartoons and pretty much all their properties uh, that has the Disney name on it. So not Marvel and all that. Um, so in 2007, that happened, which meant in 2021, they couldn't allow Cruella DeVille to smoke her signature cigarette. How do you how do you take the cigarette away from Cruella? It's like, what did they say? Like, you can't take the cigarette away from Cruella, but you could take the Cruella out of the cigarette. Does it make any sense? That's what I say. Yeah, that's what I say. (laughs) So the other funny thing about that is, uh, not funny, but creative thing is that the director and the costume designers found ways to still add the, like you just said, oh my God, this is perfect. They found a way to still add the cigarette, even though they don't have the cigarette. And there are scenes that were designed, like the time when her dress was revealed through fire and ash, and then it smoked up. It was like, okay, that's the, they can get a little bit of a taste of cigarette there. It's very Hunger Games, too. <laughs> I really like that scene. And uh, they won the Oscar, by the way, for uh, best costume design. So there you go. Very cool, very cool. I mean, they had a lot of really beautiful costumes in that so good. movie. Like, gorgeous. Emma Stone, great, right? Did you like her in that? Yes. She's really cool. I, I love her in everything, though. She's, She's just good. good. She's good. She's really good. So something I found out was that her and Glenn Close worked closely together. And so Glenn Close was an exec producer on this. So she's still involved and must love the Cruella character. Uh, So she worked with Emma so that they could create what they were calling like a spiritual continuity. It's not supposed to be the same universe or a prequel to her movie. It's just they wanted to share like the soul of Cruella throughout both interpretations of it. Gotcha. So like, don't you love actors sometimes and they get all into this? Yes. Because it shows when they get into the Yeah, movie. like when they're actually, yeah, when they're actually fans and excited about their role, it's so much, it always makes it so much better. It's good. It's good. And then the Baroness, so if you remember, the Baroness in Corella is the sort of villain character who, I can't remember the twist. We find out she either killed the mom or was the mom or, I think she killed the mom or pushed her off. Thing. Wait. Yeah, she was the mom. Right? <laughs> I don't remember either. I think she killed the mom. I think she like shoved her I think her she off. killed who she thought was the mom, and then they end up finding out right. that she was the mom. It was some sort of twist, double twist. Okay, yes. so point is that that <laughs> <Spoiler>. character... <laughs> too bad it's been out. It's been out too long. Uh, the, that character was pretty good and like villainous and evil. She was played by Emma Thompson, who's also a very, very good actress, especially a character actress. She had played... Uh, P.L. Travers, right? Oh, yes. In uh, the Walt Disney Mary Poppins live action thing. Okay, so. Saving Mr. Banks. Saving I remember Mr. it this Banks. time. <laughs> <laughs> Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, she played that. But like we know with um, Corella, she wasn't the only person up for that role. And there was a long list of actresses. What? That wanted this role. Because technically, this is like the closest thing to being adult Cruella in this movie because she's like the older mean lady. And so the Baroness, other actresses that auditioned did not get the part. 
Nicole Kidman. Ooh. Charlize Theron. Wait, this is for for Emma Stone Cruella. Emma, Emma like, Thompson. That lady. Oh, Emma Thompson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Baroness. The Baroness. Yes. Okay, I could see them better yeah. there. Yes. Okay. She was very like devil wears Prada lady, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore. Oh, I love Julianne Moore She's so good. much. Okay. Freckles, okay. Freckles. And then this one's kind of weird. Demi Moore. Oh, girl. <laughs> she needs a nap. No, That's we're okay weird. there. But I do like, I think Nicole Kidman would be my choice out of those three. How about you? Ooh. Mm. Emma Thompson did so good, but. Oh, no. Out of the other three only. Oh, I, I think Emma choose. Thompson okay. for sure. Okay, okay. Um, I think Julianne Moore. Because I don't want it to be too similar to the Hunger Games, but she had she was that weird like older capital That's lady, right. and I could see her taking that up a notch. I always forget she was in that movie. Yeah, it wasn't that mu- it wasn't that long, and then like she get another spoiler she gets killed at the end by Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> too bad the books have been out for so long. Uh, but oh, yeah, gosh. so that that's good, and I think um, I think that world is going to continue. Yeah, well, speaking of, there's a sequel that's already been announced for Cruella, so essentially at Cruella 2, um, and it was announced back in June of 2021, and we are both really hoping to hear more about this at the D23 Expo. Cross Bam. your fingers. Can't wait. Uh, but let's keep going because <laughs> this is the best part of summer episodes when things do get weird because it's the miscellany segment. We have a bunch of random things that we still need to talk about, even though we are midway through the craziness and chaos of D23 Expo, which we will get to next. Uh, but yeah, some miscellany. I just got back from Disney World. And so I want to do a shout out to our patrons. Love them. We have something special in the mail heading out to you. So keep an eye on your mailbox and some magical uh, excitement from Mickey at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Is it spelled with a Y? But it's spelled with a Y. M-Y-K-E-Y. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, and then I have the, like three random things that I had to tell you about that happened since we last spoke about Disney okay. World. So on my last night there, or whenever night, I did Magic Kingdom. I rode Space Mountain a couple times because it was so, the parks were just dead. But I rode one time where I was alone, and I was alone walking through the entire queue, which is so Whoa, long. I don't think I've ever yeah. done that. It's so long, and it's scary. <laughs> it felt like I was in Universal Horror Nights, but like everything was turned off or something. Like it was just like They're going to close down without you and yeah, get you stuck in there like, all night. Like, oh, I'm trapped <laughs> in the mall. Let me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, it's so weird. And I didn't realize how long it was. Like it just kept going and going. And then, um, and then I get to the end, the, to the, like, you split into the left or the right. There was, like, nobody telling you where to go, but both sides were open. So I went to the shortest one. Uh, and by doing so, I was literally the only person in the, in the metal bars, like, waiting for your carriage, <laughs> your rocket or whatever, <laughs> your rocket. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, this is so cool. I'm going by myself. And then as I was sitting there, and I saw other people like thinking they might come in my way. I was hoping they would come because I was realizing I didn't want to be by myself. I was like, wait, wait, wait. 
There's something weird about you know, it. This ride is not one of those, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And then there it went, and it's just so spooky. There was definitely other people on the track, I'm sure, but it, it just felt spooky because you can only hear me and only if I decide to scream or laugh. <laughs> To myself. It is weird when it's like extra quiet on any ride because it's never like that, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't like it and I don't recommend it. (laughs) I remember going on Big Thunder Mountain with Christy one time and we're the only two and we were on the very back row. And at some point halfway through the ride, we both got like spooked out. We like started screaming, like getting creeped out for some reason. It also happened later on Snow White because the vibe like started there and it just kept going. (laughs) We're just like getting super creeped out. As, like, oh full-ass grown adults, right? Like, in it our 30s probably at that point. because you let your guard down at Disney. That means you're now susceptible to the other realms and Mercury Ooh, and stop that we open the gates. <laughs> open the gates. I actually, this is not, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I posted on Instagram. I rode the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and it felt faster for whatever reason. And I felt like Do you like remember me telling you about that? Knocked off. It's faster. It, it is. It is, right? Okay. And now... Yeah, we we talked to a VIP tour guide after because Jacob and I were like, that was definitely like a roller coaster. Yes. Like, it was fast. Okay, and I'm, I'm like, so does glad. this go faster than California? And she's like, yeah. And she's like laughing about it. And she's, she's telling us more details about it. I can't remember, but it's faster for sure. Oh, my God. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, because there was a couple close calls like it's meant to look scary, but I was just like, no. That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> and it was nighttime, and it was it was nice. It was really pretty, but scary. Um, and I, it made me think of another thing when I was in the queue, which was when I was, I guess when we were kids, I remember people saying that all roller coasters are faster at night because it's hot from all the wheels going by all night. Is that true? Yeah, the tracks are heated up yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is there truth? I've always heard you that know. too. I have no idea if it's true or not. But. Okay, because in my mind, it was gonna that was going to be my reason <laughs> for why it felt <laughs> I mean, it could be also even faster at nighttime. There you go. Than Double daytime. the trouble. Yep. Uh, okay, a couple other last items from my Disney World trip. I did the teacups. Again, it was so dead. I did it three times in a row. They didn't uh, make us get off and come get back on. You just stayed on. Oh my God! You stayed on yeah, it. On it, it. There was like. Oh, I don't think I can even do that anymore. Four cups full. It was so. I need a breather. Oh, you need a breather. Four cups of coffee. Four cups. I changed tea. my mug though, one time, <laughs> <laughs> my teacup, from one color to the other. Is the purple one also faster in Disney World? Uh, I couldn't remember which one was supposed to be, so I don't. I, I didn't wonder. Now the. Thing I will say, and I don't know if it's because I was, <laughs> if I, okay. So you and Lisa, you spun on, you went on it recently, and just didn't spin on it, right? Is that what it is? You don't. Right. Spin. She. It was so funny because at the very beginning of the ride, she's like, "Okay, you're not going to spin, right?" And I was like, "What?" And I, I thought like. I've never been on it when somebody hasn't been spinning it. So I thought she meant that she wanted to do all the spinning. So it was just like this weird thing. Because you know when you're like two people doing it, your hands like bang into each other. And it's just like not that easy. So I was like, sure, I'll let you do it. And then I figured out that she just doesn't want to spin it at all. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, that's fine with me. (laughs) I love it. And you posted something about it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try that. So on the second one, because I did need a little bit of a breather, I I didn't uh, spin it. 
And it was weird. And there are parts where it, it kind of whips you around anyways, like Mater. Right. It feels like a tilt-a-whirl almost. Yes. Yes. Like a yeah. tilt-a-whirl at a carnival. Um, so I thought it was just as pleasant. So it was nice. And then on the last one, I spun it again. But my whole point was I did feel really nauseous <laughs> <laughs> after the third one, even though I didn't spin the second time. Like yeah. I, I need I like a like, full session in between each of those at least. Oof. I do like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Grand Floridian Cafe brunch is how I ended my trip. And this is the second time in a row that I did this. And I think it should be a thing. So I think we should try to try it next time. Um, it accomplishes a couple things. One, it gets me excited to check out at 11. I'm not like <laughs> yeah. trying to stall like I usually do. Like calling 15 times for late <laughs> checkout yeah. until somebody lets you. I was like Been excited. There. I'm like, oh, I'm going to book this for 1130. It'll be perfect. And my flight wasn't until like three. It was all perfect. Um, so it's a great way to end your trip. And the reservations are usually available. I haven't ever had issues with it. Um, and they actually call it, they don't call it brunch. They call it blunch, breakfast and lunch. Blunch. Which I'm like, do you have to, okay. didn't you know there's already a word? But that's cool. Yeah, like, I was like, isn't that exactly what brunch is? <laughs> Wait, that's very weird. Are you serious? Because like, like brunch is literally those two words already squished. It is. And it, maybe it's more lunch than breakfast. I don't know. But the, it has a <laughs> lot of breakfast items on it. Um, <laughs> but I had some fried eggs and toast. It was good. And then I tried the Minnie Mouse 50th celebration, Walt Disney's favorite. What You know, it was a like a three sentence long dessert, but it was delicious. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was apple crisp, but it didn't look like one. It looked puffy, and then it had the Mickey, the Minnie Mouse ears, and a little bow on it, and then um, more like apple stuff. But apparently, Walt likes apple crisp, so there. That's cute. I do like those too. Me and Walt have something in common. Well, um, we are headed to Florida soon. Well, not soon. It feels like tomorrow. There's so many things happening from here to then. Um, and we will be going to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. However, we are also going to Oogie Boogie Bash, Woo. which is coming up this next Tuesday. I Stop I am it. a virgin, a Boogie Bash virgin. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Um, but first off, I want to ask, do you have a costume ready? I don't have a costume ready. <laughs> I've been waiting for this trip for so long, mostly the expo, I think, and it just felt so far away. And then now I'm like, what? I have two days. I can't. There's no way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also do not have a costume ready and it makes me very sad. Like I was I remember talking about this on my lives coming up to these last couple months. Uh, Like, oh, my gosh, I have to have cosplay for the expo for three days that's so three different cosplays and then i have the oogie boogie bash and then we're going to make it not so scary and then i'm going to the drag weekend so like i was going to do all sorts of these outfits zero prepared at this point i feel like i like to push those off until a couple weeks before and then i got really sick and all that free time that i thought i would have is just gone so you know what it's just not happening this year also to be honest, with the heat advisories <laughs> yes, yes. and whatnot, I'm actually okay with it at this point. Like, I'm I am sad because like dropping it for D23 is one thing, but dropping it for an actual Halloween party that makes me actually really sad. Um, but because it's going to be a million degrees, I'm like, all right, 
that's actually the best way to be anyways. So just like, now does this do? put more pressure on us to have a costume on actual Halloween? Like yes. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. I was like, you know what? I have till late October to get that one prepared. So I just will, I'll be feeling it after Oogie Boogie Bash, I think. There you go. Um, I like that. And I do have a couple backup plans. Um, I pulled out some repeat costumes, which I never do. Like, I hate redoing it unless there's a real reason to redo it. Um, like, on the cruise that we were supposed to go on, there was a pirate night. And I was going to redo my pirate's costume. Because I think that's okay. Like, yeah. it's a specific thing. But, like, you know... Anyways, I busted it out anyway. I still have my pirate costume <laughs> and my Genie Plus costume, but I just don't want to do them, so I probably won't even bring them with me. But they are out, and I'm thinking about it. I have 24 hours to figure it out. So, <laughs> Darn, I was going to say, if I, if I got stuff to dress as a pirate for the cruise, then I could bring that. We could just do that, but I don't have any Oh, my gosh. Stuff. Yeah, you should yeah. be the mayor. I don't even remember. But he's in a, a well. He would have to be, like, spitting out water the whole night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I oh was joking gosh. with you saying, I can't imagine these people. At, when I was at Disney World, they were going to uh, Magic can't. Kingdom in full costume, and it was so hot. But I said, maybe I'll be Mowgli from Jungle Book. Uh, but <laughs> then I would be, like, loin cloth. <laughs> red loincloth. They'd be very comfortable. But I would look like this middle-aged 40-year-old <laughs> Mowgli <laughs> couch potato. You're the dad bod Mowgli. Yeah. It's like this is what happens when you leave and you go where the humans live. You're just couch potato. Sorry. Too bad. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. You should get like a a Hawaiian like t-shirt style loincloth and be like, I'm vacation bod oh, Mowgli or go. something. There you go. <laughs> That's cute. So, darn to that, but there are a few new villains out. Did you see this yet? Wait, no. Wait, mm, no. I saw it, and I, you know me, I don't like my spoilers. So what do you want? Do you want to hear about it? I am surprised. Um, no, I don't want to hear. Oh my okay. gosh. We'll talk about it after. Everybody else can look anywhere on Instagram. But is it related it, to are... um, Minnie, Minnie Donald and Clarabelle? Don- Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle? Minnie? Oh, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> I thought you meant like a tiny Donald. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Yeah, the, the only stuff I've been seeing is the one that's like Disney promoting in your face, which is like mostly Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are those are new characters too. So it is, I guess, related to that. But there's a couple other that are really, really cool. Oh my gosh, um, I'm excited. My question for you though, do you remember when they were starting to advertise that Halloween cruise with the hocus pocus girls um sisters do did they tell you that it was exclusive, exclusive. or did they just make it feel exclusive do they say that like I, actual say i exclusive? remember us saying that word for word when we are talking about their offerings on that cruise ship okay that's not cool right and it's if the they same, actually right? said it's, it's exclusive that's not cool yeah huh it's those ladies right it's the three girls dressed up as yeah the three yeah. witches the three sisters yeah oh wait wait Okay, hold on. Maybe I am mixing it up. The That's what I thought you were talking about when you're talking about Minnie, Daisy, and Yeah, Clara them Bell, dressed right? up as, okay. as the Hocus Sanderson sisters. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, that was supposed to be exclusive, and it's not. They lied. Uh, I want to know, because, like, sometimes they'll say stuff that makes you think it's exclusive, but they don't use the word exclusive, and then it comes out later, and you're like, 
what? It was supposed yeah. to only be here. And then you go back and look and it was like for limited time on the Disneyland cruise ship. But they don't say like, oh, and it'll also oh, be like, at Disneyland. Oh, like you'll see it here I mean? first. Debuting first at blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. Gosh, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it on Instagram. I was like, so cute. But wait, wasn't that for the Halloween at the high seas? Even the advertisement for being at Oogie Boogie Basher on the cruise ship. Really? Oh, my. I didn't even catch that. Wow, that's pretty bad. (laughs) Crazy. Okay, but we'll save the rest for later because I want you to be surprised. And there's some really cool, fun ones that we'll definitely get to meet. And I'm so excited for you to go to your first Oogie Boogie Bash. It's only my second. But... I'm very it excited. It is that, a that blast. Whole, like, I rated the highest out of all the different forest things we've been to. Even thing, horror nights and stuff. Huh? Mm, that like forest walk thing. It's beautiful. I'm so excited. Yep. What's it called? Villain's Grove. Ooh. All right. Well, um, I wanted to actually take a second and head over to Disney Plus and see just like what you think of the new She-Hulk series. So we are about four episodes in. Is that correct? Four or five? Four. four. Episode four, four coming out tomorrow after this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So four will come out. Right. Okay. What are your feelings so far? I like it. I I think it's fun. I, I like to see how flexible the MCU can be when it wants to be. Because this is like, it reminds me of like um, an ABC sitcom procedural law show. Like, it's just funny. And then she does the breaking the third wall, right? Which is really fun. I was going to say that. I like that. Is it third wall? Fourth fourth, wall. (laughs) It was the fourth wall. I was going to say, I've always been saying fourth wall. Oh, my God. (laughs) The third wall would be part of your set piece and everything would come down. Uh, She breaks the fourth wall a lot. I do like uh, it. Like, what's his name? Deadpool. And she does this in the comics. Like, in the comics, yeah, she rips Yeah, Jacob the told me that, too. So I was like, oh, that's super cool that they incorporated that. That's really awesome. Love that. Uh, so I'll say I like where it's going. I like that they can be playful and sort of fill in some gaps for, like, burning fan questions. Like, why did Abomination go to the Shang-Chi battle? And now you find out. If you really want to know, here's right? how you right? find out. And Marvel is just so good at, like, plugging their plot holes. And sometimes they even poke fun at themselves for making the plot hole to begin with, which I just (laughs) think is so fun. Uh, I will say I don't like the CG. They've tried a lot to make it better. Like, it kept changing on the trailers. And then by the time it was released, it's still weird, right? I can't. Okay. This is my biggest knock on it because I also am enjoying the series. It's fun. It doesn't feel like... Intent. Like, I don't feel like it's like a WandaVision or low-key. I feel like it's more like a Moon Knight or something where it's like kind of... Moon Knight's very different, though. This one feels playful. It just doesn't feel like yeah. I'm going to come out of this being like, that's one of my favorite series, right? It's just fun and kind of cool. Um, maybe more so like as Miss Marvel. Those ones kind oh, of yeah. similar Light, at this Light-hearted point. Yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? No, Miss Marvel goes down a route, though, so we'll see if She-Hulk also does at some point. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, the CG is really bothering me. One of the biggest reasons is that Hulk is also in this show, and he looks good. Yes. No, you're so exactly like, right. So, like, why can't they make her look good? But the worst part about the CG for me is that she reminds me of someone specifically. <laughs> and Jacob told me that people, because I don't, you know, I don't read anything on this stuff online. He said lots of people are saying the exact same thing. So do you know who I'm talking about? No. Like, by what she looks like Wait, when she's Gamora. in her Hulk form. Not Gamora. No, oh, no. Yeah. I don't know who. Fiona from Shrek. 
like <laughs> so her sad. animation of her face. She like okay. it looks like Shrek yes, or the, Fiona more so. There's something. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I don't know if I see it, but now that I'm picturing it, like when she move, like when she blinks and moves her face to the right. Yes, it's all left. her face, and she does it real like, like slowly and like I don't know how to explain it. It's very. It reminds me so much of the animation from Shrek. So I hate it. It's like those video game cutscenes where in, in the video games it's cool because it's a video game. It's like wow, that looks kind of real, but then on this right? it's just so <laughs> off. It's like, aren't we beyond this already? What's going on? So, and they're super, um, they like aren't consistent with the clothing. Like she'll be like, man, I like this outfit. But then the next time you see her do her like expanding and shrinking, she's wearing the same outfit. So I'm like, was that one stretchy? Like what? The, what's yeah, going the stretchy on here? gray suits. I have to just keep telling myself, I guess those Did are Did she change? Like stretchy. what's happening here? Yeah. And then the hair also looks so, so fake. Oh, the hair. It's Why does she have extensions in when she's hold- like, yeah, what is going on? It's so, very weird. But they joke about that, too. Do you remember? They oh, were poking at it. She said, like, oh, everyone likes my hair as Hulk or whatever. She yeah. she said something like that. <laughs> I do like the playfulness. So you brought, you wrote a good point or raise a good point about Hulk, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo looks fine. And I kept. This is like something I've been consistently thinking about for days. <laughs> like it bothers me. I'm like, why does she look so bad? And I was thinking, if they if they painted her green, I think she would look ridiculous because it works with Gamora. <laughs> but adding the large size, I don't know. I think it would look like the '80s guy, um, Lou Ferrigno or whatever <laughs> the 1980s oh. Incredible. Like it could look weird, but then again, it did look fine on Gamora. Now, uh, so I'm saying, okay, fine. They couldn't paint her green. Um, And then I was like, why does Mark Ruffalo look so well? Particularly um, Professor Hulk, who he's been for the last couple of iterations. Because he has, like, the stubble. And the stubble Mm -hmm. makes it feel real to me. It looks like a real face. Hers is so smooth. It looks like a shiny, like, Pixar face. I don't know. (laughs) It, like, That's it's, interesting because like the female something. face just doesn't naturally have those attributes. So like, what do you do? Yeah, like I don't know what else. And then the hair just makes it worse. That's the only natural thing. And they decided to do that as CG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're saying that it's it is motion bizarre. capture. So, yeah, I don't know. It is a bit distracting. But the show, aside from that, the show is really it's interesting. It's entertaining. Yeah, I have actually a quick personal story to go along with this that makes me so mad. So I did not read the comics, right? Um, However, I adopted a name during um, my relationship with Jacob, and he calls me She-Hulk because (laughs) this is an embarrassing story to share, but I don't care. Um, We were in an argument one time, and I was annoyed. It wasn't even a big deal. It was like something stupid about laundry or something I don't know and I went in the door and I slammed the bedroom door not even that hard and my hand went all the way through the door with the doorknob still in my hand like it was like a crap door or something I don't know I've never seen that so he's like what did you do and then I got super embarrassed started crying because it looks like I was overreacting but it wasn't it was just like bad situation and he was like what the hell, She-Hulk? And it stuck, right? <laughs> like, just like it stuck Dude, I didn't even slam the door that hard. I just like was, I wasn't even that annoyed. I just was like, ugh, like shut the door. And then um, then to find out her name is freaking Jen, 
and Jen W. So her initials are the same initials as mine. And I was just like, come on. That's can this so be good. any more close to me? I'm not proud of this. <laughs> and just like her, you got called that. You didn't get to pick it. Right. <laughs> she Hulk. Wow. I mean, even though, even if it is a cheap door, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> it was insane. I don't even know how it happened, to be honest. And it was it was very embarrassing. And then I had to call maintenance, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, gamma rays. And then, you know, I got a little agitated. and boom. Yeah. And there's been a million things that happen after that. So maybe it's true that I just really don't realize my own strength. Like, he calls me She-Hulk when I open a cereal bag, and it rips, like, everywhere. Oh Have you gosh. ever done that? Everybody's done that, right? So just, like, these stupid moments where you overdo it. So. I'm real dainty about it for that reason. <laughs> And it takes me I forever. try to be, and then it's like not going. So I'm like, ah, and yeah. then just, <laughs> yep. She Hulk, whatever. Don't she... adapt it, anyone who's listening to this. Well, please. then you should be <laughs> She Hulk for Halloween, October 31st. I am not dressing as Pain- She Hulk. <laughs> Paint- painted green. I'd have to wear like a lawyer suit. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> and oh, that's the other part I noticed too is like they. Find ways so that even though in the story, I don't want to spoil too much, but whatever, it's too late. Even in the story, they say she has to be She-Hulk in the law firm because that's why they hired her. They wanted her that. But I enjoy the scenes where she's just uh, Jen, the lawyer scenes as Jen, without the distracting She-Hulk. Even though it's the show, it's She-Hulk. Yeah, Yeah. I really like her as a character or whatever. Like, she's really cool. Um, Yeah, if I looked a little bit more like her or I had her hair length or something i would just wear doesn't she wear like an i love new york t-shirt i would just do that oh that's cute and (laughs) but nonetheless not happening nonetheless okay let's move away from mcu okay have you heard of dreamlight valley i have not okay well you're gonna hear about it everybody's gonna hear about it very soon is my predict my prediction So Dreamlight Valley (laughs) has been this project that Disney has been working on. And I can't believe they've been hiding it for so long. Stuff has started coming out about it because they're looking for like beta testers. And I think you can start playing on some video game consoles um, as early as this week. So I'm thinking they're going to push it at D23 Expo. But why is it exciting? Is it it's because it's basically... A version of do you remember lawnmower man well not lawnmower man but do you remember <laughs> do you remember that movie i mean Virtual yeah i Man. do yeah uh, it's like ready player one that's a better thing it's okay like ready player one but without the vr just regular but like you know just okay. a world and disney infinity and animal so it's Crossing like an open world all together yeah all okay. Disney characters. And it shows a social game, too? Supposedly. I don't really completely understand it. All I know is that most of the IP is shoved in it, and people are getting hyped about it. That okay. People who are familiar with the um, game publisher. So I don't know too much about it, but I am excited to hear about it at D23. I'm, I, I'm assuming we will. Okay. Dream all right, Light all right. Valley. Very cute. And then something that has nothing to do with Disney, but Disney people will probably like it. I have to share it. I just finished binge watching The Sandman on Netflix. Have you heard that? I have not. 
So The Sandman is a graphic novel and comic book series that people, studios, creatives have been trying to adapt since the 80s and they just can't figure out how to get it right. It's one of those things and it finally happened. And Neil Gaiman, who is the author of The Sandman, the books, he also wrote uh, American Gods and Coraline, you know, with the button eyes. So he's, he has that kind of like dark vibe to him. And okay. so he wrote this in the 80s and he came back to make the series with Netflix. So it's one of those things where it's like just sometimes you got to just go to the creator and let him adapt it. Doesn't always right. work, but like George Lucas, sometimes he can he doesn't need to do his own Star Wars, but um, <laughs> so Neil Gaiman went back and this series is so brilliant. So I want to ask you if you think about like movies we watched like in the 80s, I guess 80s that are like dark fantasy, what comes to mind? Oh my god, like all of my favorites, like Labyrinth, Neverending Story, Legend, Goonies even kind of, you know, it's kind of more fun, but Yeah, those are those, good. Those first three though are like that definite Oh and uh oh my god, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. I forget Dark Crystal. Those were the first three you said were the ones that kept coming to mind as I was watching oh, good. it. <laughs> um so take those from the eighties and it layer it on top of Multiverse of Madness and Umbrella Academy. What? <laughs> and and then of course it's it's its own thing. I should admit. I mean, it's in the eighties. This was before all this stuff. So this is one of those mo movies that is just now getting to the screens on TV, but it's actually been around for so long. So it perhaps inspired some of those. Uh, nice. But yeah, okay. It's, it's just really good, beautiful um, production design, and it's filmed so dreamlike that it's just a dream to watch i don't know what else hold to say. on i think i watched this while i was sick is there a guy trapped somewhere yes in a glass ball oh my god i did start to watch it I, it just came back to me yeah. I, I only got through like half of an episode i was really and he's got like those jareth vibes from labyrinth yes yes, yes. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Yeah. Con so I need to give that it. a real chance then. Okay. It's good. The I'll first go episode, the first episode almost is like a movie setup, and then it really kicks into high gear, episode two. And then it's just That was so, so weird. As cool. soon as you were saying a couple things, I'm like, wait, that might have been that one I tried. I, I did see some people talking about it. Nice. All right. So highly recommend that. So anyone who uh, likes those movies that Jen and I, that we like from that time, it's that vibe. Go check it out. Very cool. Um, I actually had one on Disney Plus that I wanted to recommend. If you guys are into documentaries, um, which I am heavily into, I love a good documentary. I always love learning and seeing like behind the scene footage. Um, I would say check out the documentary on Disney Plus called Light and Magic. And this is a six part docuseries about um, industrial light and magic which is ILM, a.k.a. Star Wars and Jurassic Park and all the really good things. Um, they cover so much on these documentaries, and I just love the fact that somebody decided to record so much while they were just, like, hanging out in these studios. Like, it really reminds me back in the day when I just had my, like, camcorder in hand all the time and just record random stuff, and it's so cool to see now. Um, but they... They talk about a lot of wins and fails, and then also they talk about the big transition from practical to digital, and it's Ooh. really interesting, like hugely interesting. So 
if you guys are into that kind of stuff and like Star Wars and some of those other productions that ILM did, definitely check it out. It's six episodes. Every single one of them was like, I was like, I'd even look at my phone the whole time, which says a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm on it. I got to watch this. I didn't realize yes, it was very like good. that kind of documentary. That's cool. Yeah, we should put that on in the hotel at D23. Ooh. I'll rewatch it. It's so good. Yeah. I like I like those like Kid 90. Remember that movie documentary? Where, um, oh, was that that Punky, Punky Brewster, Brewster one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the home videos. That it just—it's so special to see, especially um, when they're in those like type of labs and like studio or like animated. I don't know. There's just something about it. It feels like you're there with them. Insta yeah, story. Yeah, you see before. the like, like especially in this documentary, you see the like, the rawness of it. Like it was a tiny little place, and they didn't really know what they were doing. But like, screw it. Let's try it. Let's glue these things together why not i found out that in star wars some of the asteroids are potatoes <laughs> do you know that no that's hilarious I'm th- that means the thing in space mountain could possibly be a cookie <laughs> yeah if that's really how cookie. these props work right <laughs> yep oh my gosh so, that's cool anyways very good um, all right, so let's head over to the parks now, and we just have to address something because it's just not okay. <laughs> Park guest behavior has gotten so weird lately. There's been so many just different stories going on of all sorts of different crime levels at the parks. <laughs> and What is going on? Yeah, what is really happening? Like, it's really not okay lately. Yikes. I think everyone's been let out of their cages. <laughs> Really? From, like, seriously, from though? From COVID? Like, this feels too Magic Mountain. Can you get out of here with Ouch. that, please? <laughs> oh, well, there was that fun me- funny meeting that was like, this ain't Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> get out! <laughs> oh, you know those videos? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so one that is particularly disturbing is over at Disneyland Paris, there was a 21-year-old man seen pleasuring himself. Through his pants, and he was watching a video on his phone while doing it. Who knows what that video is? Don't even try to guess. And then he was standing in front of a popular attraction, is what the article stated. So I don't know what attraction. Why doesn't it tell us what attraction I need to know? (laughs) Like, is it? It makes a difference because, like, if it's Dumbo, it's like super sinister. Yeah. But if it's like Haunted Mansion, it's like okay, this freak is got this guy's weird. It does make such a difference. I can't stand it. I need to know. Right? Like if there's like kid kids in front of it or what's going on. Ooh, stop it. Uh, So he was arrested and in custody and is possibly facing jail time and fines. Thank goodness they caught him. What in the world? (laughs) Okay, that's probably the worst one I've heard. Like even with, there's been like really bad shit that's happened at the parks. We talked about all of it, right? On a previous podcast. But... That one's just, like, next level. Like, even if you weren't being a pervert to the people around you, why would you bring that in Disneyland out in public? (laughs) What the heck are you doing? That's his thing, Oh, my gosh. That's what gets him, you know, makes the magic. You are the magic. Yeah, what's the word? Exhibitionist, right? (laughs) The magic is calling, calling. You just got to (laughs) go. I need to know the attraction. I'm going to look into this later. Um, But some lighter crime has been going on, and this isn't actually crime, but it is definitely breaking the rules of Disneyland and Disney Mm -hmm. parks. There's been a ton of people, like, climbing over walls or climbing up on stuff that they shouldn't be in. 
on sets in the actual attractions. Like, it's just been happening so much because people are filming for social media. And they got to get that, like, gasping moment, right? So, just saying, can we, like, not encourage those people? And don't be one of those people, you guys. (laughs) I wouldn't be one of those people. It's, I have the ideas. I would love to jump right? out in the set of all these rides, but I never would because it's yeah, just so cute. Yeah, I think that's what makes me mad about it is, is I'm jealous because I have the manners not to. Right. And I would love to, so nobody gets to. <laughs> that's right. My, that's how yeah, I Yeah, just don't. What are you doing? Just don't. We especially nice for the things. rest of the people. Like, let's say you're on Small World and there's a boat of, like, 20 people and one guy and his four friends decide to jump, like one of the people out of the group of four jumps out of the boat. And then the whole rest of the boat is now focusing on this crazy guy oh, walking yeah. the set and not getting anything out of the attraction. And then probably would think about it for the rest of the day. So just don't, don't be that guy. Don't do it. Don't do Ay, it. Ay, But being that guy and breaking the rules is definitely something we're going to be doing at the D23 Expo. We love to find ways to make the best experience we can have. Absolutely. I am so excited. Mike, you mentioned earlier what, what we're talking before we recorded today, that this is our Super Bowl. And I think that's like the yeah. best way to say that. Best and we're way. midway there. This is this is that point right before it starts. And then we get yes. episodes to talk about it after. Wow. I know. I am... So excited. So there are a few updates that I have that I thought might be helpful to those of you attending and even some that are helpful to the people who are not able to attend, how you can get involved with the uh, expo. But first, Disney Plus Day is also coming to the parks on Wednesday the 8th. Just kidding. Thursday the 8th. Is it just always Um, a a day or does it happen? Is it a coincidence that it's with the expo? You know, so I'm actually confused because Disney Plus launched in November. So I don't actually know why they pick that day as Disney Plus. I bet you there's a reason, but mm. I don't know it. Interesting. Um, but it's only once a year. I guess they've only had, an, I think they've only had one other Disney Plus day, but they do celebrations all over the place. They do it at many different parks around the world. Um, they have little things that pop up in. Like, they had something in San Francisco one time in the major cities. So Disney Plus Day is becoming a thing as much as, like, they can, I guess, at this point. Um, But they are doing some stuff at the park. So I am thinking about rope dropping. Can you believe it? Ooh. Oof. What time is it in context of that day? So the park opens at 8. So I would get there at 8.30 because if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, you get in 30 minutes early. Oh. So I figure, like, yeah, why not? Wait, Some 7.30. Special one. Eight, 8. Oh, my God. 7.30. Ew. Uh, well, now, I can't, now I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's very early. That's very early. Let me fact check myself on that. But, um, yeah, so I, I believe it's 7.30. And then if you are also staying at a hotel, you get an extra additional 30 minutes. So if you're at one, not at a hotel, at a Disney Resort <laughs> hotel. Because just any hotel. Any hotel. <laughs> Wait, does ours count? No. Are we like a magic huh? neighbor or whatever? Or no? No, this is strictly for Disneyland Resort Darn. hotels. So one of the three, right? Suckers. Um, but if you're staying there, you get a half an hour already for that. And then they stack it with the Disney Plus. So you get a full hour, which that's pretty cool. Half an hour is like, okay, that's awesome. But an hour is like a pretty good amount of time. Um, and then, of course, Rope Drop is like two hours of bliss on top of that, right? So you have, I'm going to have two and a half hours and resort people have three full hours of bliss. 
in the park. So we'll see if I can get up early or not. But um, a couple things they are doing, what they usually do at the entrance to Disneyland, right beyond the gates, they usually roll out this massive blue carpet. It's like a red carpet, but in this case, since Disney Plus's color is blue, they're rolling out a blue carpet, and it takes up the entire area. It's pretty impressive. It's, like, huge, like, the biggest carpet you've ever seen. (laughs) So it's just, like, kind of intense. Um, So that's a little unique for the day. And then they have a few other things. Um, Oh, my gosh, I completely skipped it. Hold on. I need to retreat back to hotels. Sorry, guys. I just didn't know this, and I found this while I was reading about Disney Plus Day. Did you know that you can get up to a 25% discount on hotels for being a Disney Plus subscriber? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it while navigating the website. Yeah. I think it's only at Disney World. I couldn't find it, like, actually stating for Disneyland hotels, but I did not know that at all. There's so many things. Like, we have all the layers now, right? There's so many layers of discounts that you can get. Yeah. Um, But I just didn't know that was included in that. Pretty interesting. All right, so back to the park. So we have the blue carpet rolled out, early entry, There's going to be, of course, special food and drink offerings across the resort. Um, And then they have free PhotoPass downloads for the day, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And a couple special photo backdrops. Wait, I have a question. I have a question about PhotoPass. I heard, read, or saw something that is saying people who have the annual pass right now are now getting... uh, free photo pass like the watermarks are gone and i don't know if it's a bug or it's re- it's not oh, it's I... not that they got the new pass yet but ooh because it's yeah. included with the higher level ones right so maybe they don't know how to separate that for <laughs> right. everybody i'm like if something is working out in our benefit so we'll keep an eye on that i thought that was interesting that is very interesting i need to try that out cuz that means we have free photo pass the entire time then hey <laughs> i hope so <laughs> So maybe that's not as special, but I thought it was exciting before hearing this. <laughs> Either way, um, it's probably a bug, so you'll never know how long it lasts. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> never know. So they have special photo drop um, backdrops in Town Square at Disneyland and then in Hollywoodland in uh, California Adventure. And they say that they have visits with special characters from popular uh, films and series. This is the only reason I'm going early. I just want to see who's going to oh, be there, fine. what they're going to have. Unique to Disney Plus Day, right? Oh, that so makes I'm sense, definitely too, excited about that. in, like, Hollywoodland, because it's, like, entertainment, TV, movies, and all. Oh. Wait, which one did you say? Just the whole thing. It makes sense for once. <laughs> like, right, To yeah. have the Disney Plus activities over there in Hollywoodland. Right. Um, it is confusing, though, because I've read numerous places, like, if they're going to have this or not. The official Disney Plus Day page on the Disney website says the town square thing specifically in the backdrops. But then I found on another website, the Disney tourist blog, it says in quotations here, strike a starry pose at Hollywood Lane or Hollywood Land with a photo op featuring Mater and Lightning McQueen. But then it says, before vrooming over to Cars Land to meet the four-wheeled stars <laughs> themselves. So is the backdrop just like a picture of them? Wait, with a photo op featuring it vrooming over to Cars Land? I guess it's one of those uh, electric parades. It's like the electrical parade where they. <laughs> Wait, that's so weird. Oh, uh, I. Why not just do all of that in Cars Land then, when the the actual right. car is there that you could take a picture? I'd with. rather have a picture with them, 
on Route 66 anyways, yeah. right? So And they normally come out. <laughs> it's very confusing, so we'll have to see how it goes. But I will definitely be sharing on Instagram how that's going. Um, and then a couple other things they're doing specific for Disney Plus days. They're going to have a bunch of chalk art that's themed to Disney Plus shows in downtown Disney and special movie, movie screenings at the hotels. Um, and then, of course, it says, and other special surprises, whatever that means. Oh, we'll remember in 2019, we were like, what is this special surprise? And it was really like for the cast members and it was that new documentary or something. Oh, my gosh, a D23. I yeah. couldn't even. They were hyping that yep. panel for so long. <gasps> Big secret surprise announcement. Oh, my God, that brings me back, and it's not, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Such a letdown. And it's sad because it should have been a cool thing to celebrate. Yeah, like, if it yeah. was its own announcement at the, like, Disney Plus panel or something, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. But since they hyped it up, it made me, like, be annoyed with it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that's so funny. Oops. Okay, well, we'll see what they have to tell us on Disney Plus Day. Um, and then in the past, at the last Disney Plus Day, we saw, like, um, there was also spe- special photo ops and swag that they handed out at the front gate. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but Disney Plus launched November 12th of 2019. And when you and I went to D23 in 2019, we signed up for a three year subscription which was amazing i think it was like four dollars a month right it was so cheap something like that so cheap cheap. but we are coming up on expiring yeah so that would be november november of this year 2022 so are you going to renew what's your plan what have you got it's even worse it's worse what happened was i what had happened was I was looking into my subscriptions of things, and it turns out this entire time I've been paying for the the giant Hulu package, which is Hulu, Hulu Live, no ads, Disney Plus, and ESPN. I've been paying that for years. Oh, my God. You have two And I have the one that we bought because one is under, like, my Gmail and one is under my Disney account, which is uh, Mike TV. No. And... Uh, Here's the thing is the on the Hulu one, since I've been paying for it, it, it says activate next to Disney Plus. So I think it knows that I haven't used any of those months I paid for. What I got to do is like call support and figure this all out because the reason why is I'm hearing that they've they've solved some of the ways to do the package properly for people who want Disney Plus. But they also want Hulu live TV because you don't have cable, right. no ads. And I think you have to get ESPN no matter what. But there's also rumors that that's spinning off into its own thing, whatever. So I need to sort this all out. I wonder if anyone else out there <laughs> ran, ran into this issue. It had something to do Shoot. with my Hulu auto-renewing around the time Disney Plus launched. It like just like added it or something. I don't know. And it's not cheap. It's like 70 bucks a month or something. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Yeah. But nonetheless, I will be renewing, but just not both. <laughs> all right. I currently have Hulu on its own subscription and then that three pack three year package separately. So Okay, so you might they it seems like they're Yikes. offering every combo now except the ESPN is still up in the air. So you might be able to transfer then, right, to the Hulu plus Disney Plus. Hulu Yeah, plus. we'll see. We'll see. Hulu we and also, Disney Plus. Wasn't there rumors that they're gonna maybe add ads to Disney Plus too? So we'll see like yeah, there's going to be the ad supported. Yeah, tier, there might the be one. a plus plus. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Oh gosh, that's confusing. And then they like they literally use plus lightning lane plus signs in between the logo for Hulu right. and Disney Plus. Oh my stop. gosh! Stop! Stop Can't. it! Uh, okay, so yeah, we're gonna figure that out. But did you mention that there's a special package that will be coming out at D23? Yeah, Is that so confirmed. I can't remember. Basically, they said they're going to offer exclusive ways to renew at the expo, and uh, okay. and so I'm putting that, I'm connecting those dots with all these new uh, versions of the subscription that we're hearing about: the ad tier, the no ad tier, the Hulu Plus, Hulu Live, Hulu New, all that stuff. So it looks like they figured out how to tie the systems together. So let's hope so. Yeah, I'll cross my fingers on that one. <laughs> Woo! Um, all right, so RSPs, they had a reservation system uh, for Disney Plus, and very similar to, or not Disney Plus, D23 Expo, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, sorry, now we are transitioning. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting so mixed up with all this stuff because it's all, like, somewhat related. But now we are transitioning over to talk about the D23 Expo, you guys. All right, so Disney Plus days out, D23 Expo in. RSPs, we finally got our reservations back. Mike got his, and he got two, right? Yeah, I got the Mouse Gerade, which is a plus one, so that means we're good to go. For Thank you. Raid, thank goodness. And then I was able to snag the amazing Spider-Man celebration anniversary. Oh yeah, as you well. have three then. I think so. Yeah, there were three things that showed up on my email. Yeah, so you got the amazing Spider-Man six years and Masquerade and the seventy years of Imagineering. Ah, that's good. And that was the other one we wanted to go <laughs> so to. So cool. Perfect. Yes, I really wanted Masquerade and the seventy years of Imagineering. Um, I got Nada. Just kidding. I got one, you guys. My email came two days later than everybody else's. I was like, what's going on? Just like everything else, D23, it's pretty much a shit show. Just kidding. I love D23. <laughs> it's true. But there it's have a, been many things that are so just a messy. mess. I just wish so sometimes messy. they would just try like try the same system a few times. There's got to be a way. Do they not have a staff they can throw these things out to tr- like do air, like, trials on? Come on. Um, but nonetheless, I got one reservation. It was for something I did not select. And it was also for something that is in Hall D23, which you would think would be a great thing. However, Mike and I have the preferred seating. So we've already paid for all of D20, Hall D23. So even if I wanted to use this one, I would have to get out of our really good seating and go for worse seating in Hall D23. It's so dumb. So ridiculous. So they had to have messed up when um, people with preferred pass uh, put in their selections. We literally couldn't even choose something from Hall D23. However, it's the only thing I got. (laughs) It is the Princess Concert. And then I'm thinking, like, somebody else would have been really excited to get this. (laughs) It's one of the biggest things of the the event, yet they're giving it to me. Numerous people who had preferred seating, I also found out, got the same one. So either just nobody wants to go to this concert... (laughs) And it was left over, or it's all messed up. It which must I'm be right. Like the so domino the effect of that is pretty bad. Like you're saying, the, how many people who were supposed to get that didn't get that? that right. Could have got it. I'm like hoping I can hand it off to somebody somehow. Like I don't and know how you, that would work, but if uh, are they just putting it? The, the people who are receiving it, like yourself, that didn't select it, does it say plus one or just you? It. Oh. Yeah, mine had a guest on it. Oh my gosh! So that's a bunch of phantom seats now. Yeah, like so there's many. gonna be a lot of empty seating. <laughs> like, what? 
So bizarre. So anyways, thank God for Mike. He has way better luck than I do. (laughs) Um, So I am going to be tagging along with Mike on at least two of those three panels that you got. I will Um, say that this is good proof that it truly was random because I waited till the last possible minute to like (laughs) press send. (laughs) Right. So I didn't do it first or middle or anything. Yeah, I feel like most people got their most people got them the first day, and they also most of them had selections. Me was two days later, and I had this wow. bogus one selection. So I think I was at the bottom of the barrel for that. Um, <laughs> but um, one thing that's great about D twenty three is that I literally could go there and not even go to a single panel and still have a blast. So I am still. So excited. I just was really eager to plan it out. So I did take some time after I got those RSPs back in and like really laid out my day and technically maybe Mike's if he's hanging around with me for most of it. Um, And I made sure to like put in like don't forget to eat, like some lunch breaks in there and some show floor stuff. So I feel really good going into the expo at this point. So good. Good. That's good. Yeah. Um, So planning uh for the rest of the stuff so we got some more information coming in via email from d23 one was just like the mask update which that was interesting there are not they they don't require masks um, nor vaccinations or negative tests at the expo however if you are within six feet of talent you need to have a mask on (laughs) so they're the only ones that matter evidently (laughs) (laughs) but it's cool so like when you go up to meet and greet with somebody if you're doing that Make sure you have a mask with you because you're going to need one um, if you are meeting them within a uh, Darn, some of those, the reason people wait in line is to get that picture. I was thinking about it where <laughs> at least I am meeting, and I hope you're going to be there with me to meet Nina West. And yes. I feel really oh, yes. sad about having Sunday. a picture with our masks on with her. <laughs> Yikes. We'll just take, oops, I was going to say, let's just take it off real quick. No, I do not like, condone ta-da! that. I don't condone <laughs> Just take it off real fast. Just kidding. So, yeah, so that's a little bit of a bummer, but, you know, I always appreciate safety over anything, so that's good. Um, They've also announced that there will be no overnight queuing available, Um, and it sounds like it's pretty strict. They do say that lines are opening at five different locations. They're going to have five entry points. Before, I believe there was only two, right? Yeah, I think so. There was the Catella one and then the one right in front of the Hilton and, like, between the two hotels. So they're going to have five separate entry points this time, which is really interesting. And they're going to open those at 5 a.m. for the overnight queue. And you can start lining up as of 4.30 a.m. My prediction there is that there's still going to be an overnight queue. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> there has to be. They they tried to be a little bit more direct this time. And it says, <laughs> including the perimeter of Anaheim Convention Center. So I yep. remember people were camping out before 4.30 like on that yep, sidewalk. tents out and everything, right? Yeah. On Catella, yep. So if that's the perimeter, I guess they're going to be sweeping people off. So that just moves them to the next block. It's not going to... It's yep. like a... If you think of like a, a pipe full of water, no matter where you change the clog, it's still going to... The water is still going to hit up to the clog. <laughs> it's still there somewhere, yeah. Because <laughs> they got to wait that's somewhere. What, every Disney anything I've been to where they don't allow you to create a line there's always an unofficial line and I don't think it's gonna not happen at the biggest thing that's happened in three years this is our Super Bowl people are gonna show up (laughs) and the police are gonna be like get your kids off of the freaking street here and get them into those overnight queues so I'm predicting that'll happen however if we can start a trend where people actually don't show up and camp out it would be pretty nice to get there five in the morning instead of midnight right like 
I'm trying to think of the uh, the logistics behind it. So that would mean people are just like pacing back and forth in their hotel room <laughs> until or sleeping. For, <laughs> that's true, but we if know they're following the rules. We know the group. Here's my here's my thought though, and tell me if you agree or not agree. I do think for the most part, Disney fans are pretty okay with creating their own front of the line and managing the snake from there instead of fighting or like yes right it's not like black friday at best buy or anything like that right yeah so i agree with you i think if anybody knows how to create a line it's disney people right yeah Um, yeah. so wherever they end up creating that pseudo line i hope it just is you know it's non-violent yeah i think it'll be Good. I just think the problem is, and I've seen this a couple times now with like big events going on at the park, is that when the line just gets too long, the police get involved and they're like, you can't have, like this yeah. private event cannot have people out on like the street and stuff. Like when it starts spilling into places that it becomes a dangerous situation, they move us in. Do you remember the 50th anniversary? That's exactly why we got moved into DCA because oh. there's too many people lined up and the cops are like, you can't have this. So they move us in. So... Somebody online that's pretty involved with D23, not directly, but supposedly she knows a lot. She said that the cops aren't involved this year. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> right. So <laughs> she said it's not going to happen. I don't know. We'll see. But I am very curious to see what actually happens. So woo, to that. And then, of course, there's everybody's like, so what do I do? Do I get up and wait in that unofficial line or do I wait till five? Yeah, there's the knows? thing again. I would just pace back and forth. At least um, for the most part. People have something that's already pre-selected, either through the preferred seating program or the RSPs. So then there are still standby queues for people who didn't get either of those two, right? So those are the ones that are going to really want to line up to make sure they get in. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah. And I I don't really understand why we can't have an o- overnight queue. Do they just don't want to staff for it? Like, what, it's just people in an empty basement, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what is so hard? So I think that they actually should take the responsibility and open it up to be more safe and whatnot. But if they can actually get people to listen this year, it feels like a lot of people really are. Like A lot of people are passing that knowledge around. Like, no, they said absolutely no overnight queuing. So if people are believing that and thinking that's going to work out, then maybe we won't see it for the first time. So pretty interesting to see how that rolls out. Um, And then another thing that they – I guess they've already done this before, but I did not know about it. So it's new to me. Um, is the cosplay meetups at the D23 Expo. So if you are into cosplay like I am, um, they have a few meet and greet, not meet and greets, but like meetups, I guess you'd say, at the uh, Expo. And these are really cool. I've gone to other uh, conventions where we strictly go for these. Like, for instance, there's this uh, convention in San Jose called Fanime. The best part for us is the cosplay meetups. It's just so fun. And there's a ton of them. And it's always so cool. They... Like, let's say they're having a Disney cosplay meetup. They'll call out, like, different series or movies, and then all the groups go in and take group photos together, and they do different poses. And it's just, like, really cool to see everybody together. Because sometimes you'll see, like, a Merida wandering around, and an Elsa, and maybe later an Anna. You're like, oh, if we could have gotten those two together. Especially now with this, like, rise of the multiverse. It's like they're all variants. It's so cool to see it. Right, right. Exactly. So these should be really, really neat. Um, I'm just going to run through them real quick because it's a short list. On Friday, 
Um, between 1 and 1.30 is the heroes and villains. So anybody who considers themselves a hero or a villain, show up to that one. Saturday, 1 to 1.30 is Marvel. 3 to 3.30 is Star Wars. Sunday from 1 to 1.30 are Princesses and Parks. So these are all going to be held right in front of that big fountain in front of the convention center. So everybody kind of meets there. There's a couple stairs, I believe, so people can, like, get really good photos that way. So just really cool way to see cosplay if you're into that. Princesses and, and hopefully parks. it keeps growing because, so like, like I said, the one I go to is really huge. That category, Princesses and Parks, so you'd see, like, an Aurora and a Hatbox Ghost type of thing? Right, oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I was interested that they just have princesses. Like, why is it not princesses and princes and parks? <laughs> oh, and what about someone like Raya, who's both the princess and the hero? There you go. Ooh, so she'll go to two of them. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, all right, and then virtual queue has been super confusing for all of us. So I've done a little bit of research on this, and I really hope that I can help clear it up for you guys. Um, so a couple things, you will absolutely need both the D23 app and the Disneyland app. I know there's like some misinformation going around that you only need one. You do need both. The reason why is they will send you the link for virtual queuing on, um, did I mention this is for shopping? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you did. Job. You did. Okay, good. <laughs> this is for the shopping at D23 only. Um, so the link will come out on the D23 Expo 2022 app. Once you sit, like select that link, it'll then push you over to your Disneyland app, um, which they're basically doing that because they already have that system set up, right? So the boarding groups, the virtual queues that we've been doing for all these new attractions that line up, um, they're going to be using that same function. So it's already there. They're using it for this as well. So you get pushed over to Disneyland app, and then you have two times to do these. Now, remember, these are like... If you remember, like, when Rise of Resistance started, you had to get in there right at the time. So I'm thinking it's going to be like that, too, for this. Um, so they have two options. One is at 6 a.m., and the second one is at 1 p.m. So you choose your shop, click the link, get in the virtual queue as soon as you can at 6 a.m. or 1 p.m. And then the catch there is that a few catches. They only let you reserve for you and a guest. So you can only go with two people. Um, and then... Also, like, so how do three I total. This? So you and two people. No, I think it's you and one person, if oh, I remember wow. correctly. Okay, no, that makes sense. So That's it could like be either. I'm now I'm now I'm foggy on it, but I think it's you and a guest. So two people, two guests total for both of you. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, and you can only reserve one shop at a time. So this is another opportunity where you and your friend or whoever you're going with um. would be really great to work together. Like I might do Mickey's of Glendale. You do the D23 shop, right? So oh, we try to perfect. like, yeah, try to get them divide and conquer on that. Um, and then once your boarding group gets called, it's very similar to the old school way. Your boarding group comes up, you get a push notification and you have an hour to return so you go back and you show them that your um, thing was called and you get to go into the shop um however i feel like it's going to be extremely hard to navigate when you're in panels right like if i get <laughs> my call back at the beginning of the parks panel no way i'm leaving there's going to be so a lot of uh people at the shop saying oh it's past my time but i was stuck in this it's gonna thing. all day long but and i they was can't in this say panel. no to what am people. i supposed to do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So we'll see how that rolls out. I don't necessarily think that's the best way to do this. Um, I was talking with Courtney, so shout out Courtney. She mentioned that 
like they should have used like the mobile ordering option almost to where you can select your time. So we could say like, oh, oh we have a giant yeah. break at noon. Too, so I'm yeah. going to choose 1230 for a shop. And then once that fills up, it's gone, right? So we will have to see how that goes. But it is very similar to the boarding group virtual queues that you guys have used in the past. So just keep that in mind. In addition to that, there are QR codes at the actual stores that you can join that way. However, from my experience, especially with like joining restaurants with QR codes at the park, there's usually not too much available if they were all taken during those 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. things. So I would definitely try to get in at that at that time. All right, so that's the shopping details. And then I have one last update. It's about live streams at the D23 Expo. So this is a really good tip for those of you who are not attending the Expo because you can also kind of attend with all of us. There's like four plus panels a day on this since they had the one of the biggest panels. The only reason I go to D23 really is for the parks panel. That's like my number one thing and that is going to be live streamed. So how cool is that? The They also have the legend ceremony and masquerade, tons of other stuff. Um, and you can check out the live schedule on d23expo.com slash live. So join us. That'll I mean, you be might fun. even be able to catch us on the recording somehow <laughs> i had uh mentioned a few episodes back that i ended up watching almost all of star wars celebration live on their youtube channel and i didn't even think at all i would enjoy not being there and just watching other people but i loved it it was so fun and in most cases it's you probably so get a better view because you get multi-camera angles and you're not just i was not. thinking about that for masquerade i was like i bet you guys can see the costumes better than i can there you go Ooh. yeah i even watched um I watched a Final Fantasy live stream when they were announcing like new games coming out and stuff, and I'm not even that into that stuff. And I was like so excited just because those, the panels and the presentations and the performances, like are so, like, they're just like really high level. Like yeah. they're really good. So I love the hype. If you can join virtually, I highly suggest it. It'll be fun. Well, a couple of last <sighs> things is we're gonna do a quick weather check in for D23 Expo. And then I have a final batch of Disney Parks Expo predictions and announcements from the fans that have just been squeezed in at the last minute because they all want to be the ones who predict the the best and the brightest and coolest announcements. So (laughs) uh, starting with the weather, turns out it's going to be about 95 on Friday and 101 Dalmatians on Friday or Friday, 95 on Thursday, 101 on Friday, and then thunderstorms on Saturday. What? <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully it changes, but we're already I'm excited close. for the thunderstorms, but the rest of it, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 101, that seems pretty hot. Um, okay, so last batch of Disney Parks Expo predictions. Let's run through this. People are really feeling strong that People Mover is going to be announced at Disneyland. It went from like one rumor to now I'm seeing it like on all the channels and all the blogs. They're like, this is going to happen. Wow. So For I, Disneyland. For Disneyland specifically. And, Stop it. You know, people keep posting things like people are walking around the track. There's all kinds of like stuff, you know, busyness Really? Going on. Yeah, yeah. But oh who my knows? gosh, that's really exciting. Okay. We love to get our hopes up though. So I don't know. Oh, my gosh. If they announce that, that. it's going to go wild. That would be definitely one of those things where you should watch that Parks panel virtually. Your hair will get, like, blown back by this. Yes, seriously. Ah! I'm getting, like, super excited even thinking about the possibility. Oh, my gosh. That would be cool. Um, Okay, there's a lot of hype around 
Frozen slash Arendelle coming to Disneyland. Mm. Pass. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not into it Especially either. Especially now, it's way too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too late. They have the space. I've seen people's fan art that shows that it could blend nicely with the behind Matterhorn. Uh, where the Matterhorn would be the <laughs> That's backdrop. That's the space we all lead to when we talk about <laughs> Fantasyland. We're like, like, there's all that space over, over there between there. Matterhorn and small world right yeah. so we'll see that's a that's another prediction that's gaining a lot of traction um and here's a couple of fun ones that people seem very they're like uh, this one guy that i follow offhand disney and a couple other they're like this is going to happen which is a limited time announcement or a return for a limited time of a couple of nighttime and daytime spectaculars disneyland magic happens parade and then paint the night and they said they're going to bring them back as soon as the weekend of the expo and be like, boom, what? it's there. <laughs> Again, hair blown hair back. <laughs> I love that immediate gratification. And this one comes from people who supposedly saw the paint the night floats being taken out of storage at stop, Disneyland. Stop, stop. How exciting. Remember when we Pictures ran over didn't happen. when Fantasmic reopened during the expo and we ran over there and watched it that night? Oh, my God. And they gave us all tickets to go see. You remember how exciting yeah. that was? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't. Um, <sighs> they're also saying the treehouse will be announced, the re-theme, and it will open this weekend. <laughs> That's another big guess. I personally don't think so because you and I were at uh, Crown Royal. What is it called? 21 Royal. <laughs> and <laughs> we went into an area and we peeked behind the curtains of the tree where nobody else sees. And it just looked like construction, like not even anything shapes. But remember those Encanto doors they painted? Oh, shoot. I mean, they aren't right. Encanto doors. They're neon colors, but there's literally yeah. nothing else that that matches in Encanto. So, so why would they be. paint that then? And they could, they could have moved quickly. When did we go do that? It was just in May, May, May 20th. Okay, so they could have done that in four who, months. Who knows? Who knows? So there, there's these folks out there that think it's going to open this weekend. All the hype. Stop. Um, let's move over to Disney World. Some predictions there. People are saying we're going to get a first look at Fantasmic, what they're calling 3.0, um, at Hollywood Studios because that's going to return. And what we're hearing is that it's going to be trying to find a way to be so much more different than Disneyland so that you have two different Fantasmics to watch. See, like they should have done with Galaxy's Edge, you mean? Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> they should have. Uh, so excited to hear about that. We'll probably see characters like people from Encanto and, and Raya and all that stuff joining Fantasmic. Uh, another rumor out there is that Rock and Roller Coaster is going to get a retheme. I think we hear this about every two years that someone says yeah. it's going to be <laughs> a new band or a retheme. Um, I know I keep hearing the contracts ending, but like, <laughs> is it or not? Because I don't even know if like the kids know who Aerosmith is. Do they think that's a <laughs> that's, fictional? That's another problem. Right? Yeah. They're like, oh, that fictional band in that theme park. Um, <laughs> so the the specificity specificity of the rumor is what uh, made my ears uh, perk up, which is that it's going to be rethemed to Marvel. And, of course, it has to be something that's not already at Universal because of that legal issue. And that it possibly could be awesome mixtape and a ride. And, you know, my question is, is it too much Guardians? Or if it's good, it's good. Like, what do you think? So Disney World has Guardians in Epcot. And then we have one here, California. I... I think it's a lot of Guardians. Kind of, right? Yeah, Especially it feels how big, like a lot. There's a lot of Marvel options. 
Yeah, but that was definitely the best Marvel fit, right? Yeah, because and then for like rock and roller coaster, thing. it just seems I mean, cool. they could change it. It doesn't have to be rocking. They could take off that guitar off the front and True. do something else with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind them just gutting, starting over because it's an it's a roller coaster and it's pretty old and they don't last long. <laughs> yeah, if they could make it so my head doesn't bang left yeah. and right on the air on the armrests or whatever it's called, that would be. I'm awesome. thinking of like you know Shoulder like harness. the demon. The demon at Great America is basically rock and roller coaster, but right. outside and it's outside. old and it's not comfortable. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're people are thinking they're gonna announce something there. Uh, almost pretty much guaranteed we're going to get an opening date announcement for the Tron Light Cycle Coaster at Magic Kingdom. Finally. And there's also specific dates now that are part of the predictions, which is November 1st. Very soon. That also means okay. we might be able to ride it because we're we'll going to be, be there, there for opening day. OMG. That's exciting. So I hope this true rumor is true. Um, although I'm not even that excited anymore. I just want the freaking railroad to reopen. Five years. It's been a while. We cannot ride this while. railroad. Yeah, I. That means there have there's been kids that have been going here maybe from age five through ten who have never been on. Oh the my railroad. gosh! Stop! I don't even like that thought. <laughs> it's, just, <gasps> it's bad. Um, okay, and then here are where things get a little bit more uh, divisive because some people are all over their place with their predictions. Like I noticed, the fans are pretty. On the same page when it comes to like Marvel, Star Wars, but Disney parks are all over the place. So now this one person is saying, we're not going to hear about anything we think we want to hear about. We're only going to hear about rides and attractions, shows and updates that are specific to the Walt Disney Company 100 year campaign as it relates to the theme parks. Everything else will be hushed, hushed and forgotten about. Okay. Which that makes me sad. <laughs> that makes me sad. But that makes me lean even more towards and bring back the people mover because it's kind of old school. Right. You could tie things into it. Yeah. Easily. So we'll see. I mean, definitely that will be a focus because that's a big deal. Um, somebody started, not somebody, but uh, other people have started posting and putting videos about a Walt Disney Company Museum at Disney Springs. Uh, but the more I looked into it, this seemed like it was a person who armchair imagineered and it just caught fire. So I don't know if this would really happen, but that could be cool for the 100th. And they have that big old uh, NBA thing that's currently that'd a, be great. Like, Oculus Quest yeah. temporary thing. Yeah, that would be nice. Then we are hearing it's pretty much uh, going to be guaranteed at this point as well. They're going to spend a lot of time talking about Epcot's 40th celebration which is this october also while we are there october 1st 2022 is the 40th birthday so they're probably going to talk a lot about celebrations and spectaculars coming out for that and this is going to be that place where they'll probably also reannounce everything from 2019 that we haven't received or that they haven't talked about like mary poppins if that was on hold uh, but there All are right. some fun new predictions that i hadn't heard about until recently which is uh, there is a prediction that we're going to get a new pavilion to World Showcase at Epcot, which is Equatorial Africa. So that's a combination of different countries and nations that are along the equator, like Kenya, Uganda, Congo, and okay. so on, uh, which will be nice because I don't think there's much representation there. There's Morocco, and then that's kind of it. Um, and then Disney IP will be coming to World Showcase once again. Uh, there, it's all over the place what the guesses are. I've heard some people say Germany. Some people said Coco and Mexico. Uh, but people are saying it's pretty much going to happen. They're going to announce another IP-based attraction like Ratatouille or Frozen at World Showcase. So 
Okay. Epcot, Epcot's the gift that keeps on giving. I'll take it. I'll take Epcot it is like, um, it's going to make people mad, but Epcot's almost like, wait, what did you say? Epcot is almost like DCA, where it turned, it started off as this one idea. Like, let's celebrate <laughs> the different nations of our world here. And then, then, you know, adding slowly different IPs and just making IP land instead. Because that's also what happened. DCA was supposed yeah. to be all California. Now it's like Pixar land, basically, right? It's so true. So true. Interesting. And when done okay, when done right, it's nice. I think they did a good job with, uh, I don't love the Remy ride, but that expanded area is like so beautiful. Yeah, so that true. Could work. Um, all right. Now I have two last things. I'm calling these the master blowout predictions. So Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> these are, they need something that everyone's going to walk away from and the investors are going to be wetting their pants about. And <laughs> okay. like, what are the big master blowouts? In the past, they have been things like the announcement of Galaxy's Edge, um, Avengers Campus, Disney Plus, when that was a thing, we're like, what? Right. What is the streaming? What? Amazing. So uh, there's, they, need a big, they need a big master blowout. So there's two predictions that are making the rounds as the top two. Number one is they're going to announce a metaverse and this is a lot like the Ready Player One that I was mentioning earlier. So they want to figure out how to be in step with these companies like Facebook, who are creating all these spaces for us to hang out and play in virtual reality. Now, I'm also hearing that this is this is such a master blowout that they're so confident with. <laughs> that makes me sad because I don't care about it, really. I'm cringing. Right? Well... I mean, I'm definitely not as excited as getting more, like, in-person park stuff to do. Right. Like, at all. But if they can do, like, an Oculus that is actually really good, then I'd probably True. be excited about that, too. It would be nice. I mean, I guess what they're what I'm hearing is that they're, they're trying to position this as not only are we... We're not building a new theme park this year. We're building the metaverse. So now you could play wherever you are. And that's supposed to be their also their big punchback response to Universal's Epic Universe, the brand new theme park. That's uh-uh. That doesn't, doesn't sound like a master right? blowout, even if it came out exactly like that. Like all yeah. the best ways possible. It doesn't sound like a master blowout. It's like not a true comparison, opinion. right? I totally agree. And it's so sad yeah. if that's what they like rest their hat on. <laughs> Now, the second one um, is very, very interesting and business-focused, which is uh, I've been hearing a lot about Disney's strategy to turn Disney Plus into a membership and not even just known for streaming. Disney Plus, they want it to become Amazon Prime. They want anyone who interacts with any type of Disney to have this subscription that you pay for every month, and it gets you stuff. Um, from there, I don't know too much like how they would connect it, but they're saying this will impact everything from how you get tickets, what annual passes look like, streaming, Whoa. subscriptions, going to see their movies, um, which is interesting because, you know, you have a JPEG up there and that's like, this is the stuff that he dreams about. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there is something big like huge that changes like the whole consumer wow market, so i'm like stuck on thinking about how that would look and i i don't know how i feel <laughs> it's weird right it seems it seems definitely weird. weird it seems weird i think um a good hint of it so far are these disney plus discounts you're getting 
at places, right? right? Like you don't okay. get a Netflix discount if you shop at Target or something. Yeah, I was like, that's so weird. Okay. So, so we'll see. And, you know, I, I'm curious to see if uh, they have a master blowout. I hope there's one huge thing that we didn't really expect that we come away with. Uh, but, yeah, that's D23. We're about to see what the real stuff is going to look like this weekend. Don't forget. Ugh, so exciting. We get to meet up with our uh, fans and listeners and any friends of the show. Uh, so we're going to be still doing our D23 Expo pre-game meetup. And I wanted to ask you right here, live on the air, Jen, now that we know the weather, which is <laughs> in the hundreds, uh, and we had originally planned to be in the picnic area outside, which is very nice. Should we rethink this? What do you think? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how to go about this because I want people who are listening and maybe don't follow us on Instagram to be able to find us. But it's a real concern. It's like there's like heat wave advisories and all sorts of stuff going out. And like four o'clock is definitely not cool yet. Just today we're recording at 6 p.m. my time which is the same time as Disneyland, and it was not okay outside. Oof. So, like, that makes me nervous. So I think, like, we were kind of discussing, like, what if we moved it into the Grand Californian Lobby or uh, what's called Hearthstone? Yeah, Hearthstone I was doing Lounge. some reading on that, and it turns out you could really have your – you could do whatever you want in there. They don't really care. And I also found out in the lobby you can order from – the Hearthstone Lounge without actually really? being in it. Yeah, like okay, a, that's really cool. We could like all have drinks together, like seriously. Yeah. So we could do the lounge, and then if what if we need overflow, we could always just go right in the lobby. There's plenty of space. Right. Okay. So let's let's say this. What if we keep the time, and we just might move it? What do you? How do you think we should? Should we decide now? Let's decide now. <laughs> I want people to be comfortable. We want that air conditioning. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> Let's move it into the lobby. Let's do it. Especially right? if people are in the park that day, they'll have a little break. They could come. Yeah, like I would love at 4 p.m. to go dip into the Cal the Grand Cal lobby. Like seriously. So Oh, and then it can be a full-on Disney Holic show pregame happy hour cuz you could order drinks. Oh my god, a real happy go. hour finally. Yes, right I love it. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. 4 to 6 p.m., Grand Californian Lobby. We are moving the party. Too damn hot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, come look for us in the lobby. And then, of course, um, for those of you listening that may not be on Instagram, please contact us if you have any questions or can't find us. I'll keep tabs on our email. So fanmail at thedisneyholics.com. And for the rest of you who are on Instagram, we'll be definitely posting about our meetup day of and whatnot. So just plan to go find us somewhere in the lobby, Grand Californian, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock on thursday the 8th how exciting can't wait to see everybody yeah Woo. wow I'm very so excited this was to see everybody. a crazy first episode of our uh 100s in our 100s so we talked about 101 dalmatians which makes perfect sense went over a lot so of miscellany cute. including she hulk which uh there's still a half of season left on that and then of course we <laughs> talked about d23 expo all of the final touches and information that we need weather updates Expo predictions, and then of course, reminding everybody to come to our pregame meetup happy hour now a happy hour over at <laughs> Grand Californian. Perfect. Well, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed episode 101 of the Disney Holic Show. 
Follow us on social media at the Disneyholics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at thedisneyholics.com. Bye. Okay, bye. Hope to see you on Thursday. Tomorrow. One hundred and one ah! little tails are dancing. One hundred and one pairs of eyes are glancing. One hundred and one sets of paws are dancing with me. Who can they be? Ah! Ah! Who can they be? They're one hundred and one Dalmatians. One hundred and one bundles of fun. They're one hundred and one. Look at them run. One hundred and one makes from Rex to Rover. One hundred and one thousand spots all over. Picture one hundred and one mischievous creations. One hundred and one bumpy birthday celebrations. One hundred and one that's a lot of doggy rations. One hundred and one Dalmatians. Man, I really want to go to Disneyland.